This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, Georgie, check for Dadsy. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. (whistles) Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery free in terms supply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Leicester City have a penalty kick in the six minutes of injury time. Injury time, injury time. Look out, takes, and Nunez saves. Look out, follows in, and Nunez saves again. And now Wapner on the counter-attack. Forestieri. Oh, I don't believe this. Here's Hawk. Dini! I do not believe what I've just seen. Troy Dini has scored from a Leicester penalty that was saved by Almunia. Do not scratch your eyes. Do not scratch your eyes. Do not scratch your eyes. Good afternoon, everybody. Who knows, this may be quite a short, <laughs> a short phone-in after I felt it was a poor game between two two poor teams, an inability to, to move the ball into areas to actually deliver any quality of opportunity or chance. Their goal coming from an unnecessarily conceded corner and a corner routine whereby that little one where you get four bodies between the penalty spot on the edge of the 18-yard box and then you split them. We had two people in there and nobody then picked up the other two who were there. I think KMB was the nearest the nearest to McGuinness who put the ball away. And I think a number of people thought, well, that's game set and soldiers. We then saw Edo KMB, sorry, not Edo KMB, Vacuum Bio go round the, the keeper with a touch, not dissimilar, but on the other side of the chance he missed against uh, Middlesbrough where he just nipped in front of, of the keeper. This was on his left side. And rather than just try and get an immediate touch to it, he took a touch back onto his right foot and the chance disappeared. But lightning didn't strike twice, and he had a repeat of that opportunity in the second half, and so it ends up 1-1. But what do we think of that? What do we think of that? We're going into an international break. We know what that normally means, obviously, but let's not worry about that this week. Let's ask, what do you think you might want to see coming out of the international break? I listened to quite a lot of the game via the, the Cardiff feed, and they were convinced that their guys were absolutely dead on their legs and fatigued, and therefore... They felt that it was excusable. They, they acknowledged that they hadn't played well, that we didn't play very well in the first half at all. We certainly improved in the second half, but that is a very low tide mark to compare it to. But there you go. So, guys, let us know what you think, and we'll ask all sorts of other stupid questions as well. Let's just add in Justin, who has now returned from his hollybobs. Justin, sir. Hello. You're, you're no longer sunning yourself. You're now back in the world of watching Watford play one-all draws on a Saturday afternoon. I know, it's lovely. To be honest, before I left Ibiza, it said that uh, the UK was going to be hotter than Ibiza on the news. I can tell you it isn't. It's a lot colder than Ibiza. It's, it's not as nice at all. What have I... Listen, what have I just watched there? Two pretty poor teams 
I think, slugging it out. I didn't think it was a, a, a brilliant game. I thought it could have, at the end, right up to the end, it could have been a, a victory for either of them, really. But uh, I don't know. On another day, Bio puts that one away, maybe, in, in the first half. Ince does that uh, in the second half, and it's 3-1. Who knows? Um, yeah, but oh, it wasn't a great game, was it, really, that, to be honest? It was a bit poor. It, w- it wasn't a great game. I'll tell you another thing that's not as good in here than in Ibiza is your reception, because you sound like you're down the bottom of a well or something, or you just borrowed a mic, or, or that you just borrowed a mic from Carl. Because as we oh. all know, Carl has has audio equipment that, that, that clearly needs replacing on occasions, and you're there with him. But there, yeah, no, it wasn't the greatest. But but there we are. We will we'll find. What would be your wish for the international break? We've got two weeks, and I've just mentioned there. Obviously, Cardiff felt that their legs have gone. It's been a, a lot of travel. It's been a lot of slog. I'm not trying to give excuses for anybody for the previous performances, but credit where credit's due. They bought a three-game un- losing run to a halt. What did you make of Ishmael's selections at the start there? Because he was fairly brave. He made some changes. He brought Jake Livermore in. What, what, were you, what were your thoughts on that? Can you hear me better now, by the way? That, I, I can hear you better now. I can hear you very loudly. Oh, now. Okay. <laughs> I've taken my, my AirPods out. Maybe that was the problem. <laughs> I think there obviously did need to be some changes made because it, something needed to be freshened up somehow because the past two games were absolutely appalling. It's hard to tell because I didn't really watch uh, the last two games in full, so I can't say whether Jake Livermore was the, the difference today or whatever. But what would I want in the international break? Oh, I just need them to... I need them to become a team, Peter. It's just so desperate to watch. Again, there's none of them out there are that that kind of likable or that I feel that emotionally attached to still. I just feel as if it's individual players that don't really feel as if they're playing for each other. Some kind of magical team spirit pill to give to them all so they start fighting for each other and start becoming a team rather than just yeah, hopelessly lost sort of individuals. It's just horrible to watch. I, I don't see any improvement on the past two seasons and look at where we are in the championship. I think that sort of says it all. So yeah, some kind of, I don't know, if I could give them anything, it'd be like a, it'd be like a wave of magic wand just to get them being a team with some spirit and some bite and some backbone and some I can't remember what the phrase was mud and nettles or something I read somewhere yeah something like that just people that want to play and stick a leg in and just get involved it's just yeah it's not much fun being a Watford fan at the moment Peter I have to say Mm -hmm. fair enough look as ever guys if you want to have your say about what you have thought of the season up till now we'll do a few more talks about a little bit about the season so far in terms of some individual players which we've been asking for your thoughts and your scores on and so we're going to go through a couple of those at a later date but any comment that you want to make about today's game anything that's led up to today's game anything you want to talk about that's even vaguely Watford related because you know what we're like we'll go down any cul-de-sac but let us know but let's go to Rich WFC2 who is who is here fresh and early hello so how you how you doing mate <laughs> i'm all right i'm all right what um, do you make of that wait, what wait. do you make of that it's, it's the same it's really is something i probably said a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. if watford had points in the bag the points that they should have got earlier in the season that looks a good day but you don't mind a point down at cardiff not the easiest place but we haven't and it's a lucky ground for us. We, it's one of those that almost gives gives you a, gives you points when you you might not even necessarily deserve them. But they've gone down there today, and it's better. Yes, it's better. There was a bit more of a shape. There was a bit more attitude in midfield, and they certainly deserved a point. And 
I've tried to be a, a, an advocate of uh, giving Bayo a chance, and he's a chaotic centre-forward. That's the only word I can mm-hmm. use. Things happen around him. I've said it before. Uh, not necessarily positive things, but things happen when he's gone the ball in that penalty box. How an earth he is not as a centre forward his first reaction is to slot that in with his left foot is just beyond me but he kept going and he got his opportunity and he somehow bundled the ball into the net he kept running he was passing the ball off the ball was sticking to him to a point not and trust me I'm at a low bar here I'm just not saying this is a great performance but there was something there and then you watch Ravich come on and the bloke ducks when the ball goes up to him. He's got cement in his feet, and he's only been on the pitch about six minutes, and he's done nothing, not a thing. Now, that's harsh, maybe, but I need to see a centre-forward come on and push himself around. So why on earth Healy's not getting a chance? I've no idea if he's he can run around for 10 minutes. Rajovic at the moment is just appalling, in my opinion. Add to that, Lewis, what have we got here? Oh, my goodness. Morris ain't great, but my God, is he any worse than Lewis? I'm really concerned about what we've got there. I don't think he's a player at all. He doesn't look like he can defend. And when he comes forward, he runs out of ideas. And it's just... It's just awful to watch. I've not. It's not been terrible to watch. Did I ever feel we were going to lose the game? I generally didn't. But or you always know Watford give a goal away. And the zonal marking for that corner was disgraceful. And it's not the first time Porteous lets the Leeds guy go in the last game for a free header on the penalty, penalty spot. We've given a, another centre half volley on less than the penalty spot. But it's pathetic defending. And you've got Backman rooted on his line, running across his line like they do in the uh, table football. You push him along the line. So he doesn't come out to attack or, or punch the ball clear or do it. Uh, it's just poor in that respect. And that is the frustration. Livermore, I liked him today. I don't think he was decent. He stuck in there. He got his foot in. Yeah, but he's a 33-year-old mm-hmm. guy. So anybody... but. He doesn't deserve criticism. I thought Sierra Alter and Hoyt were okay facing the ball. You always know there's a booking coming for Sierra. <laughs> yes, so very I much don't so. know how I I just don't know how any coach that's at Watford can say to Sierra Alter, if a guy runs past you, let him run past you and try and catch him or let another or pass him on. Every time he puts his arm out to stop the blow, it's like a it's like a disease in him. It's it, and he gives time after time he gives bookings away, and that is the problem with him. That's why he will always only ever be at this level. He's just not good enough at anything else. But he's doing he's doing all right. Who else is there to look at today? It's a shame Martins' head is elsewhere. Yeah. Quite understandably, uh, oh, yeah. quite understandably, we didn't get the real Martins today. Full credit for him for turning up and having a go, but that wasn't him. He was a shell of his player today, and that's quite and totally understandable. It, it, it was the, telling. Sorry, Rich, I'm just jumping yeah, on that. Yeah. It was telling and interesting that sometimes when you get to listen to the the opposition's kind of view, literally in terms of the commentary, when he went off for Ryovich, they were so relieved. And they said, yeah, look, we know yeah. he hasn't been, we know he's had uh, issues, shall we say, and we know that mm. it's been, that he's not been on it. But quote unquote, he is so fleet of foot, he's terrified as every time he's come in yeah. anywhere near something. And sometimes you do need to think about what it does to the opposition in terms of a player. And he does that. And I think everybody will, will heartily pass on their condolences to the lad and be fully appreciative that he's got himself up and playing today. But there yeah. we go. 
yeah, and full credit to him. And but and I think it's a very good point. And I often try and think of this as well: is that you look at the opposition and what are they saying today? And Cardiff are looking at that game, in my opinion, thinking, yeah, we got we're, we're happy with a point today. But they, as I say, they've got points on the board, so they can afford mm-hmm. to be, and they'll take that and go off into the international break with a. A relative for spring in their step. They've beaten their rivals a couple of weeks ago. They're not having a bad little season at the minute. But really, Watford should win that game. And, you know, they. I, I'm disappointed. The players look disappointed. The manager looked very disappointed. And that says everything you need to know. Because ultimately, the last seven days have been a disaster. And we're not looking. We're not looking good. Sheffield Wednesday is a massive game. Can you imagine us losing that game at home at Vicarage Road in two weeks' time? No, I don't want to think about. It, but can you imagine it? My goodness, it's massive. And yeah, we, it's a yeah. We know we're not getting promoted this year, and we've got a battle on our hands to stay in this league for the other for, from the other end. And I'm far from convinced that's going to happen. I don't. I think we'll probably have enough, but it'd be a skin of our teeth at the moment. January is going to be massive. And don't we play about six games away from home in January? We, we do. The only one that we are due to play at home, if we get drawn in it, is the FA Cup draw for the third round. But of course, yeah. that, who knows? Let's not even go there. Let's not let's worry, let's worry about that another day. But yes, it will be It will be when it is literally that muck and bullets or muck and nettles or whatever the phrase was in, that, in and around yeah. that Christmas time. And then following in with that cluster of games away, that's, that's going to be what will decide the uh, decide the league. Also, of course, coming January, there's a transfer window. So there'll be so much to look at, so much to discuss and so much to fret over. As we all know, this particular team that, that, that we've got out there at this moment in time is limited, but they have to be, we have to try and get behind them all the time as much as we can. It was, it, it was telling and it'll be good to get somebody on from, from who's managed to attend today directly there. There were reports of booing at halftime. I can understand why. It'd be really interesting to get an understanding of how did everything conclude at 90 minutes? Because they did put in an effort. They did They did open up a, a little bit more. We did obviously get the goal. But there's hope that they go into the international break a little bit but, more positive. But the thing is, Pete, again, we're, going, we're now looking at January to change it again. And that's just not the way you run a football club. Do we really believe we're going to do more in January than we did the last transfer window that was open for three months and we've got, what, three weeks? It's ridiculous that we are doing it. We should have a team in place. All you want to do in January at best is tweak Agreed. it. Nobody brings good players in January. Every manager's always said it. And that is the problem. Maybe your question you were going to ask me that you asked, Jason, what would you do after the international break? Mm-hmm. What would you look yep. for? I'd look for a new captain quickly. Somebody in midfield that's going to maybe Livermore. Maybe he might play. I know that means he's got to play all the time, but he looked decent enough to me today. He's looked no worse than we've got anyway. We need a captain in midfield. I want, do I, it's not going to happen. I want a new goalkeeper in January. Ain't going to happen, but I'm going to pray for it. We just got to get. We just got to change things. Got to change the dynamic of a captaincy and somebody that can dominate our own penalty box. I also hope this, to see Ken Semmer back because I think ultimately it's come down to Ken Semmer needs to play left back. And God Almighty, are we scraping the barrel? Because I'm saying that that Jamal Lewis ain't good enough. 
Morris is probably okay, not good enough to do what we need. We need to just say to Ken, spend the next three months if we can't get a better one in and, and play at that role and get him in the team up and down. He's got energy in him. He can go. And when he does get forward, he, he, he makes things happen with him and Martin. So I just, that is what's got to happen, in my opinion. And crikey, we're, I'm at such a low bar because that's all I can pick out. There is, there's nothing in that squad that makes me shout and think, great, we've got players to come back, blah, blah, blah. We, we really haven't. Hopefully, we've. We re-energise Martins, will be back and we've had a few more weeks to get right. But we're going to lose players over the next few weeks, going all, all different parts of the globe for bloody international football. Incredible that we've got internationals, but there you go, we have. But anyway, I've seen worse this week, but it's another disappointing day and it's been quite honestly a horrific week and things need to change and... I'm not sure the manager's the right man moving forward. I don't think I just he's just he's reversing to type. And if you look at his career, it's exactly what happens. And yeah, he didn't go too heavy on the substitutions at half time today, but he still made plenty. And I don't think it really made a massive change to the game. But we'll Fair see. Enough. We'll Fair see. enough, Rich. Thank you as ever. Uh, good great evening. stuff, good mate. Have a good, uh, have a good rest of the uh, of the weekend. Let's jump across. We'll be coming to John and Labarda, somebody new. We'll come to you in a minute, but just going to go across to. I asked. There you go. I asked for somebody who'd been inside the stadium, and here we have him, Mr. Wendover Horn, sir. Hello, mate. Hello, sir. I'll have to talk <laughs> relatively quietly. You surrounded by a lot of Cardiff fans. That's fine. Go on. Then. I'm just, guys, don't please be all witnesses to what could eventually be an audio beating up of Wendover. Carry on, sir. <laughs> Horrendous first half. Managed to meet up with Carl at, at half time, and we all agreed what a horrendous first half that was. Came back into it in the second half, didn't we? After the lucky goal, I thought if anybody was going to win it, possibly it was, was going to be us. I thought Livermore was very good today, to be fair. Just what we needed. Mm. I thought he had a good game. I also think, actually, Ngakia came back and had a good game. And I thought Left Foot Lenny did okay. Yeah, it ain't great, is it? But it's a point. It ain't great, but it's a point. And I thought we could have maybe nicked it second half. Left Foot Lenny, for anybody who's not aware, is is Edo Kayembe. I think he's one of those kind of polarising players because some people will see him play and think one thing, and other people will think another. And I, I must confess, I looked at him and thought, he did, he just does bits and pieces. Yeah. Is he a little bit lost being further forward? You could argue he's lost being further back. Who knows? But you, I, your I, thoughts I was he did him, okay. I, I prefer him further at the park. I do. I prefer him further at the park. Lewis was awful. Mm. And awful. And actually, we're in Wales, aren't we? And his name's Lewis. So we've been calling him Lewis. Because that's a Welsh name. And, and, and Bayo, actually, Bayo could be a bit Welsh. Bayo, Bayo, my boy, Bayo. If, um, if anybody is listening to this as an audio transcription uh, in the court for why Mr. Wendover Horn was beaten up, <laughs> this is probably the moment you need to tune in. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's fair um, enough. Look, we've got a point. We've got a point. End of the rot, maybe. There are... It's obvious. Uh, we wanted a nine. We haven't. We haven't got the ilk of nine we need. We need a fast, muscular, quick, big nine, and we haven't got it. Uh, hopefully, we get that in January. Radjevic's going to be okay coming off from the from the bench like he did today for the last few minutes. One point three million ain't a great deal of money, or one million, whatever it was. I thought loser was correctly dropped today. I thought he was awful in the week. I did something when he came on. 
as I say, first half appalling, absolutely appalling. Second half, I think we could have nicked it. Two questions, if I may, sir. First of all, on the on the train down there, <clears throat> I believe you came oh. a bevy, if that oh. is indeed the collective noun, of Georgian ladies. We have decided, we have decided, last year, you may remember, and this is still available for you, anybody who wishes to, uh, to become to, is the, we have the squad numbers available. That is one thing, that you can join the DNSYE squad for no apparent reason and indeed no apparent benefit, but that's not the point. We also had the Hall of Fame because, hey, Watford have got one, why shouldn't we have one? So we got a Hall yeah. of Fame as well. We are, I think we've decided we're going to go for it because in the week we used our ambassador to the EFL because Cardiff fans didn't turn up. So we turned to Kev, who's from West Brom, but he's our ambassador to the EFL. We're going to have more ambassadors and I'm going to start with you, Greg. I'm making you ambassador to Georgia on behalf of the NSYE. Tell us about the Georgians you encountered. I tell you what, guys and ladies... Georgian ladies are rather attractive. At least the three that we met today, very attractive young ladies. They they know Georgie Chakapetsi personally, who's a friend of theirs, and they were coming to the game to watch him. They didn't see a great deal of him, did they? They didn't see, didn't see anything of him. But yes, we were chatting to these Georgian ladies on the train, and Yes, they were very, very nice. And I think rather, I think we've got rather, that message. Rather attractive. <laughs> what did you? What information did you manage to get out of them about Georgie Czech Fatadze? Did you find uh, out any inside info? Yes, I did. Ooh. He's not keen on the coach because Ooh. the coach isn't playing him. He isn't married, and and he, and he likes Watford, but he wants to play, and he wants to play basically. Fair enough. That's well, the only inside info we got, yes. Oh, were they planning on going for a night out in Cardiff then, or...? I don't know. No, I don't think so. Don't, we're out in Cardiff tonight. We're... This is where I'm going to go with this. Your mission, if you are down there for the away game, and should you choose to accept it, is to look out for Georgie Chakvatadze and three Georgian ladies who will be making a wide berth of Wendover as they've sat next to him on the train all the way down. That's brilliant stuff. Wendover, you are officially the Georgian ambassador for DNSYE. I'll let you know what the requirements are. But Hello. Have a great evening in the Principality, sir. Um, Thank you, my friend. And try not to get beaten up. That's all I'm asking. No, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. I'm a a big lad, aren't I? I'm a big lad. (laughs) (laughs) Great stuff. There we go. Inside track. He would like to be playing. This is this. I, I see. This is good news. Georgie, get yourself in there on training and sort that out. Hello again, it's Justin, and I'm here to share the news that Do Not Scratch Your Eyes have been shortlisted as finalists in the Football Content Awards 2023. The category we're shortlisted in is Best Podcast Football League. Voting goes live on Monday the 25th of September at midday and closes on Sunday the 8th of October at 23.59. Fan voting is done through the Football Content Awards website, Instagram and Twitter. We're asking you to give us your vote. Thank you very much. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. <whistles> at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However... When it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. 
If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Let's go across to Mr. John Takanadi, who will not be a surprise at all to know that I am about to bestow an ambassadorship on him. John, hit your mic button, sir. Go. Hello, can you hear me? I can indeed. Now, yeah. as you were previously in charge of everything DNSYE east of east of Dubai, I'm gonna I'm gonna make you the ambassador for the entire region. Oh, thank you. Thank you're you. welcome. You're, you're, wel- <laughs> you're welcome. You, the the responsibility there's are no more, but the pay is exactly the same. <laughs> you're welcome Brilliant. oh mate how are you how are you how's things and what did you make it today i'm good i'm good i think oh, i suppose today was today it wasn't as bad as the last two or three appearances that we've made but i, I think i've probably been quite moderate in my views mm-hmm. and now i just feel like where is this going where, where, where are we going as a, as a football club the ownership uh, they've done, I'm not going to go as far as to say, fuck off and, and get out. No, that's not what I'm here. But they've done some great things for the club. But at, I think at some point, you've got to say, are we fit for purpose anymore? Can we do what we used to do? Probably not. Everyone, every organization, every team has its day. And, and I think they've probably had their day now. And I'm very grateful for what they provided us. But at the same time, I just feel now that there's, they've got no more tricks up their sleeve. I was thinking you guys met with them in the summer and you had your chat. And I think that bonded, bonded the community with them a bit more than, it, than before. And I was very grateful for that. And I thought maybe it's going to be different now. Maybe things are going to change. And it did change. I think we got to know a different side of them. And they do care. But at the same time, are they fit for purpose? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think we're done now. I'm very grateful. Thank you, Gino Pozzo. You gave us 10 years, or it depends where you start the clock. But you gave us many years of, of happiness. But now I think your time has come. And thank you. Let's shake hands. Let's go our separate ways. We won't forget you. I think you've been brilliant for us at some point in time, but we now need to move on. Whether <laughs> I heard the other day, whether Elton John can come back, I don't think I don't, you know, funnily enough. Uh, and someone made a point the other day of saying Elton's more famous than he's ever been. Yes, absolutely right. But Elton is still too poor to support a premier league football club. When you've got players being transferred for hundreds of millions, Elton is, is not the man. Yeah, he's got contacts and he could, he could definitely pull together a network of people from Hollywood or, or wherever to, to get back in. But I, I don't think Elton's a solution. But no, I, I, I do I know I, I also think with, with Elton, and I think most people put their hands up and say, yeah, if he could, as you just described there, if he could head up a consortium or be the face of it, so to speak. Yeah. Or yeah. if he could somehow connect into some people who could help invest in the yes. club, in, in whatever shape or form that, that works, yes. would be useful. But of course, yes. you are, of course, now 
inevitably adding to your work rate as a newly appointed ambassador for the Gulf region. Oh, I need to head over to Saudi. To, well, is that well, what you say? I need well, to get on a plane to Saudi. Oh, you, God. You did say about Gino, you did say shake hands. And I thought that, that, might, that might be the name of the new owner. Who knows? What kind of profile would you want of a new owner? Because, of course, there well, are many people who will look at the, 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 the Saudis or the Americans or whoever is coming in and watch it warily. I, I think a logical connection would actually be Elton and his Hollywood contacts and his American contacts because that's what he's got and we know that I suppose half of the Premier League is American these days isn't it and that seems to sit better with us than other combinations I'd be fine with that if he wanted to do that you can see what Ryan Reynolds has done in in, in Wales and in his mate no one knows his mate's name does they what's his mate's name McElhenney yeah 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 there's obviously appetite there and they seem to know and want to connect with sporting events and sporting culture over here so i don't think you could go too far wrong with that but maybe that's just being very narrow-minded about these things fair enough that's fair enough but we feel that perhaps and it's nice to have this call after wednesday because obviously wednesday everybody was picking over the bones of the performance or lack of it at sunderland but here we are talking about it yeah, a few days later, after a 1-1 draw rather than that, and we're all a little bit calmer about it, but saying, look, yeah. thank you, but maybe the time is there to move on. I mean, there are rumours that, you know, that they are looking at, I think the phrase, the old open inverted commas is investment, whether or not that be ownership or other levels of minority investment or what have you. So mm. we will wait and see what that actually means. But as you say, when yeah. we went and spoke to him, he was like, nope, this is what I'm doing. Of course, yeah. the debt, which everybody's been talking about, the third-party debt, the debt that is not owed to Gino Pozzo, is being whittled away at, supposedly, and we'll see in the next accounts to get confirmation yeah. that is the case. But, of course, and his I, I ownership was, element would still have to be bought out. Yeah, and I thought it was interesting. Someone mentioned, and I, and I haven't followed up, but someone mentioned the other day that actually Udinese's not doing that either, and obviously they sold Granada, and... Mate, again, it's not me saying you are terrible club owners. It's just me saying, look, at some point, your time has to end, right? And you've done a great job. It's clear you've done a great job because you can see by the history. Let's, let's call it a day and move on. <gasps> Fair um, enough. John, that is incredibly both magnanimous and practical and clear-headed of you to say, look, that's where we are. That's where you've been. He knows that... that Club's ownership can pass on. As you say, Granada w- w- was moved on. We'll see yeah. where we go. We'll see where we go with that, but that's fine. John, thank you as ever. Don't forget, thank you. your ambis- uh, your ambassadorial investment will take uh, place at some point in the future, <laughs> Imme- immediately after A.D. Mariapa's testimonial. Brilliant. Thank you. <laughs> when it, whenever that might be. There we go. There we go. There, there's John, who looks after basically the whole of the Gulf region for us, which is fine. Let's get across to Danny. Danny, just adding you in, sir. And, of course, as ever, anybody else wants to make some comments, observations, for, for positive or negative, we've always put this place up as, look, whatever you want to say, whatever your opinion, just come and say it here because people can agree with it or they can disagree with it. But it's just like being in a pub, possibly with less alcohol for some people. But if you can correct that, please do. But you're just talking to people. Danny, sir, how are you doing? Hi, Peter. I'm all right, thank you. I, I'm not sure how to quite word what I've just seen, but how are you? <laughs> yeah, no, that, that's my constant state. 
Yeah, no, I'm all right. It was, to me personally, it, it just felt like a poor game between two poor teams. And it might be that as per Cardiff's statement that they're just all dead on their legs, they need they need a bit of a refresh because of the number of games they've played, poor cherubs, since the last international break, because it wasn't that long ago that we had one of those, I thought. But there we go. But yes, better than it has been, but a very low bar. What, what did you make of it then? Yeah, you're right about it being a low bar. <laughs> they didn't have to do that much to beat the Sunderland performance. But, I mean, I'll start with the fans were fucking amazing today, honestly. Back to them, couldn't stop singing. So I think that did help in the second half. The first half was flat. Um, when they went one up, I thought, here we go again, 3-4-0, predictable. But he obviously bio had a few sitters. That's just, it's just really annoying because he gets himself into those really good positions and... <laughs> Yeah, you get that. And second half, fair play to him, fair play to him. Showed fight. Obviously, last season, didn't get any of that. I appreciate that. However, it's you cannot win a game if you cannot score. And that's and it's a shame because had players like Loser, Tomins, pressing, really pushing to press forward and get into positions and ends just firing it over. Yeah, that kind of summed up the whole game, to be honest with me. Oh, yeah, the the Inns moment was, yes, in, fa- in fairness to, to the Inns family, and Justin will tell you, I'm always fair to the Inns family. He, you could see he was sick as a pig and couldn't believe he'd, he, he'd done it. And you've got to be there and be in a position and get in there the next time. Like Bio didn't come again for an opportunity for Inns to correct the error. But yes, it was a... It was a shocker. There was also, of course, and if, if you score these, then you're looking at a, a three or a four one away if you also then include the chance missed by Bio and also the other one, which I'm not blaming Espria for it. If he's three inches taller, then he puts that header away in the first half from the corner where where Hoot gets the flick on and he just gets under it and heads it almost over from, from two inches out, which was a despair. But that wasn't how it finished. It's not where it was. And the rest of the game just felt... We just seem to lack this movement, and I, I'm going to I'm going to run this past you, Danny, and see what you think. He's we we play with Martins was back today, and of course we know he was a bit of a shadow of himself for, for for absolutely obvious and understandable reasons, but he was still a better option there than anybody else in the squad. And we had a Spreer on the left, and they're always looking to get it on their strongest foot, so they're always cutting back. And then if they're delivering a cross, which they rarely do, we know, because the temptation is to, I'm going to run, I'm going to try and have a shot. You've got a forward in the box who's either never getting that kind of, that kind of, what's the phrase I'm looking for, service, shall we say. And what was interesting for me was the one time when Martins terrorised them was when he got to the line. And we finally got somebody who'd got to the line and then he poked it across with the outside of his right foot and everything. Everybody had been sucked into the near post, so we didn't create it. But you just saw them being pulled all around the place in terms of the Cardiff defence. Would it be better, especially for somebody like Ryovic, if we swapped them over and delivered some crosses rather than constantly looking to cut in on our strongest foot? Or am I just going over the top on that? They were trying to get to Bayer, and Bayer's not really a, a header. Would it have been better to play Ryovic instead? Would he have managed to head a few of those in? Because obviously Martins and Espria are both quite flashy players. They're always going to try and move it about, get it as far as possible as they can, which it can hold. sometimes they'll hold it on for too long and they'll miss other chances. But it's a tough one. I think, especially this season, especially of how thin the squad is, this isn't the 2019 Watford where we've got this massive squad of all these decorated players. We're bare bones at the minute. And... To be honest, obviously it's down to the owner, but you've, they've got to try and just work 
they've got to experiment. They've got to try different things. They've got to they've got to keep the mentality as well. But yeah, it's a very different Watford to what we've all been used to. And I think yeah, I think we need players who are going to start scrapping every single game now because that's the position we're in. What did, what did you make of uh, of Jake Livermore? Finally, we're seeing him play ninety minutes. Obviously, he's got two weeks now to recover. I don't know if those two things are are combined, but I thought he did a did an okay job in there. What what were your thoughts on his performance? Yeah, he had some good moments. He held it up well, got it into good positions in the midfield. But I know a lot of people criticise him for, for being quite slow, which I get. But yeah, I thought he was okay today. Yeah, I felt he managed to spray the ball about. Okay. So the question is then, has our, because we, as I said earlier on, and as you agreed, it's a low bar that we're suddenly comparing it to in terms of from Sunderland. What do we do as supporters in a positive or whatever way to indicate what we want or, or to articulate a frustration or to try to request or demand or anywhere in between a better level of performance from individual players, from the coaching team and indeed to the ownership? What do you think we can do? I think the North Korean style censorship at home games needs to end. If people want to display banners, and well, that's fine. Cool. That's a valid opinion and I agree with it. But And whether you agree with that or not, you should be allowed to display that. So. That's a start, having open dialogue, open communication, regular communication with the owner. That's You're not going to get anything out of this situation if that isn't there. I think that's the, what we really need. Good. And what, what about the, the international break? What are you hoping, two, two weeks, fresh legs, uh, what would you hope that Ishmael is going to be working with the team on so that when we do go back against, when we, when we finally get to the game against Sheffield Wednesday, for example, which is indeed going to be, as, Rob, as Rich mentioned earlier on, uh, a, a bit of a, basically a bit of a six-pointer at this moment in time, to be quite honest, what would you like to see him do with, with the squad that he has got available? He needs to put them for absolute hell and get them ready for battle. Run them. There you go. There you there go. Danny, superb stuff. Thank you very much indeed. Wonderful. I'm glad to hear that. There you go. So we want to be, we want to get back to the, let's have communication. Let's have it make sure it's it's good and it's open and criticism is it's just communication. It's just allowed. But then make them run because we do look leg weary and I'm not just going with the Cardiff excuse. We seem very static. The movement, again, I come back to this, inverted winger thing is that we seem always incredibly static so that the players on the ball when they're bringing it out from defense or in deep midfield there's nobody making any movement for them at all mr alan lathwell sir mr alan how are you doing sir i've been incredibly static as well well done (laughs) yeah we're not in fairness we're not professional athletes getting paid good money in order to uh, to create some level of movement to pull around cardiff defenders for example yeah, I'm definitely not a professional athlete. Remember that I'm Alan with a capital D. Yeah, there's never been any athleticism here. I can tell you no, that. No, that's fair enough. So, sir, where were you watching? Because you have a you have an eclectic journey of football following. It's not always being able to follow Watford Watford visually or at games away games. So sometimes you go you take us to to interesting areas. And I want to know which area of this because I am tempted to make you the ambassador to non-league, but. Where have you been off to today? I actually had a Saturday off. I because uh, I'm off to Wales for a few days next week, and uh, and I've got some home renovations being done. So I I've actually took a Saturday off. So I started my international break a week early. Nice. 
but it, it's nice to see that actually I've had time to reflect after Wednesday. First of all, I must make reference to the comments after I was after our chat from Uncle Ron. Uh, it's, I'm very pleased to see that for all the uh, the skills he has in getting under everybody else's skin, I've well and truly got under his. That thoroughly made my <laughs> evening, and long may it. There's your right to reply. Um, Excellent, carry on, sir. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I, I've had time to reflect on it, and including today, was reassuringly mediocre. I think I can actually quite settle into this. This reminds me of of the late eighties, early nineties. Apart from the year when we got to the playoffs and played back Blackburn from memory, mm-hmm. if I'm if I've got yep, that right. Yep where we flirted with relegation for a few seasons and with some narrow escapes before we finally went down. But actually, that was quite exciting, wasn't it? I think I'd rather be flirting with relegation and have something to fight for, provided we survive, of course, than be in mid-table and achieve absolutely nothing. But the other observation I was going to make really was about the reality of ever being able to sustain a club that's in the Premier League uh, uh, at all, I, I think that's, I think that ship has sailed. Because I think if you look, if you look at the clubs that have gone up this year, more to the point, Sheffield United and Burnley, who just, they don't look like they're going to get results. I know Burnley got a result at Luton in the week and we we're all grateful for that. But you, you look at a club like Burnley where, they they've spent quite a chunk of their time in the Premier League in recent years, and they've gone gone down to the Championship, gone back up, and they're nowhere near it financially. And I just think the gap between the Championship and the Premier League has never been wider, and it's just getting wider. And I think it'll be very hard for us to to maintain a, a Premier League club again. I think we're miles off getting a bit challenging for being getting into the Premier League. I, I can't see us doing that for two or three years. But just in reality, I just uh, I think we may well end up looking at those five years that we've had more recently and say, you know, actually, we punched well above our weight for those few years, and we will remember them largely quite fondly. But uh, I think I echo the sentiments, regardless of any ill feeling that I or anybody else has towards the ownership. It's it's clear, really, that that it has run its course. It's just depending on whether where the, the next investment is going to come from, and and I think we we could well be in for a long wait. To be fair, I don't think we're going to get any Hollywood Hollywood investment at, at Watford. Although we are fairly close to the Harry Potter um, enterprise, aren't we? So <laughs> yeah, maybe Daniel, Daniel what's his name Ratcliffe, and uh, maybe he wants to chip in a few quid, or J.K. Rowling ends up on the board. I don't know, but I don't know what you think on that. I just think that, that this is the this potentially is the new reality, really. I, it, it may be. It absolutely may be. It, it's interesting. People have mentioned about stuff with Udinese and that we'll be putting some pieces out in some form or other in, in terms of observations about what's going on in the wider, I could say Potso world, but I'll call it, let's call it the wider wizarding world as we're on to Harry Potter and, and the, 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 potential of being spon- the potential of being sponsored by Warner Brothers is quite good. I like the idea of that. We started it, didn't we, last year with the, the coaches to Luton, uh, so it, that was the first that was the first stage in that new it, sponsorship it agreement. Was, it was a clear signal that it was going to happen, wasn't it, really? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, do I, I don't sit, I'm, I'm one of those people who was fortunate enough, I think like yourself, Alan, to have seen the impact that Elton John made on this club 
along with obviously the great GT. Are you calling me old? No, I'm calling you appropriately aged, as as I am myself. <laughs> but, but the but the point being is the fact that we know that the man's done enough in terms of you look at our natural state in the football pantheon before GT. It was we had spent three years outside of the top outside of the bottom two divisions i.e we had spent our entire time in the division division three south as it was called and then division four once it was determined to be that we were always a lower league team that's exactly where we were he changed that to the point whereby actually we've only had what two years outside of the top two divisions since that time that's why it's it was so transformative it's why it's so fundamental to our to our very being because he's done that and and i think to ask for him to do more beyond potentially introduce yes absolutely if you can introduce the man who owns warner brothers that'd be cool that that would be great the other issue with a lot of this stuff is how are how and why and and what is it that we want our ownership to be and to do and how do we want them to run the club because we've for, for that we've got to understand why would they come and purchase Watford per se mm. if you look at if we look at the Pozzo family they bought or rather they bought into Udinese in 86 then Gianpaolo Pozzo took it all took it over but if you look at Udinese and I appreciate that we've had people on here who quite rightly said look at Udinese they're not big they only have about 11,000 fans the, the town's got 100,000 people, it is absolutely comparable to Watford. In terms of what they have done, has been a, a, a fantastic effort. But the point is, exactly as people have said here, has it now run its course? Are they able to to make literally... Reinvent yeah, themselves, Can, can they really? make lightning strike yeah, twice? Yeah. I, I, I doubt it. And But we also have to think, does lightning strike twice mean repeating exactly what they've managed to do before because i agree with you the investment levels that we're seeing from all sorts of teams around the uh, the premiership especially is it, it it's just not an even playing field it, and it's not even an even playing field for those people who are bringing in giant tranches of cash what i think i would like to see and one of the questions for example i asked johnny from middlesbrough because of course they have got in Steve Gibson, one of the best owners that this country has ever seen, rescued the club, has given them years in the premiership, but also they have stayed in the championship for now long periods of time. But everybody does remember what he's done. And they are looking at a team, and we saw them you know, last week and saying, you know, what do you think that team will look like in a couple of years? Can we have sustainable progress? Can we have something that builds year on year rather than is constantly ripped apart as is the the Pozzo oh, crikey sequence that we've had in terms of the managers always going, ripping up and going. They've gone and got Carrick. He's had a go with, obviously, with a, with a, some money. They've had to re-rejig that, but they've managed to keep Carrick and they've managed to make sure that he is still in there and still understanding what they can do and try to I build with what they've got. the most notable thing there as well, I think, Peter, the most notable thing about that as well is it's very interesting that you use the model of Middlesbrough because I think it is the most probably the most sustainable one of the most sustainable ownership models there's been in uh, 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 our level for, and I think he's been in charge of the club since the eighties, yeah. isn't yeah. he? Uh, and you look at the start of this season; didn't they lose something like five of their absolutely. first? Absolutely, like absolutely. And and there was absolutely no panic. And today they've they've gone down the road and and, and won four 0 at Sunderland. Yeah, and I don't think they've any they've spent any significant cash in recent years, have they? It's just been good use of the market in terms of identifying young players that can improve them as a team. And I think also, 
I, I think Middlesbrough is one of those clubs that's got a very good academy. And I really think, I know we have started to look at it, but I really think that's where, if we can get it right, that's where the future lies for us. There's, we've seen so many players come through Watford and go on and make it elsewhere. And it would be nice to actually see players come through at Watford and make it here. Absolutely, it would. Absolutely, sir. Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery free in terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.